Drop the money, governor. Hey, guys. (laughs) What's up, everybody? This is another episode of Off the Top. You know I have to be a little bit more extra being where I'm at, but I am super excited to do this episode. It's kind of long awaited. Uh, I'm finally being able to catch up with you guys and Julian catch up with everybody. So how are you feeling about this episode, Julian? (laughs) I think that's a perfect representation of what I was going to touch on first is if you guys are noticing different wavelengths of energy between Jordan and I, it's because at this point in time, we're literally eight hours uh, like eight hours difference in time. So like essentially this podcast for me is being recorded at 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is eight hours behind Jordan's time. Yeah, so like totally different, you know. I woke up about 20, 30 minutes ago. <laughs> so and he's about to go to sleep right after this podcast. Yeah, so it's mad wild. But essentially, I mean, you guys have heard that, you know, we've moved, we've gone on to, you know, progress our careers in some sort of way and we're just getting in the rhythm of you know recording a podcast essentially across the pond which is still hard for me to fathom like when i'm at work and like doing things and it's the middle of the day i'm like dang jordan's like sleeping right now or it's the end of his day and he's like a whole almost a you know a whole day ahead of me Mm -hmm. yeah it's so funky man especially being on like one time zone where you know all my people are doing the same thing or maybe like max probably two three hours ahead to now you know i'm starting to talk to people when it's my time around 4 p.m it's just such a mind blow something i wasn't anticipating being as big of a thing as it is so what has that like i mean we've talked a little bit but what is that communication process kind of been like for you, like adapting and talking to a lot of your, you know, long time or lifetime friends that are, you know, X amount of hours behind. How has that been for you? Um, For me, it's been a, a little bit more of a not so smooth process, I would say. So uh, when I came over here, I didn't have any uh, like apps where I would be able to communicate to people like through the Internet. I didn't even have like Facebook Messenger or anything like that. So I quickly picked up on those things. I was just using Snapchat, which isn't the best for, you know, long term communication. And, you know, uh, my mom and dad are definitely not on Snapchat. So (laughs) there was like a lot of lag and a lot of like not so great um you know, things to work through when it came to that. But now I'm kind of like on that, uh, you know, I have my WhatsApp, which is really popular over here, by the way. Hmm. And I'm on Messenger and uh, I have Skype. So I'm pretty well connected when it comes to communicating to people through like, you know, uh, through different time zones and different places. So, you know, big learning curve, I would just say. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, that it's kind of hard to describe. Like, obviously, you and I are, you know, doing this podcast. So ahead of time, we have to know what we're talking about. And like I explained to people, there's really like maybe four hours in my day and probably the same for Jordan for us to communicate. And that for me is probably like 8 a.m. to around like 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time seeing that that's a four hour window because you realistically have to think like eight hours of the day, you know, I'm sleeping eight hours of the day, Jordan sleeping. 
those other hours, we either in, are in school or working. So like for me, I have flexibility during work to text him or, you know, send him Facebook messenger for those four hours where it's like later in his day, but any opportunity past then it's either like too late on his end or like, um, too late on my end, which is a really kind of hard thing to understand. Cause sometimes you just have these random thoughts that you come in here like, Oh, I'm going to shoot him over there. And then like, ah, he's sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely the same. Uh, luckily for me, I am more of a person that really enjoys or not truly enjoys, but I'm really comfortable. And sometimes I really like my own time. So not being so connected with everybody is uh, there's like a silver line lining to that in a sense, but it's just so strange. And obviously, you know, that's one of the things that I'm adjusting to out here. Yeah. I never got to ask you what, I mean, what did you take over there? Right. We lived in an apartment together. So you had, you know, we both had our, you know, bedrooms and other random stuff, like a garage full of things. Like luckily I just moved North and got to take a U-Haul to where I'm at. And, you know, most of my stuff was able to come with me, but essentially you were on a plane and, you know, have a limited amount of stuff you can take before you start like blowing a ton of money to ship stuff. So like, what did Mm -hmm. you take over there seeing that you are, you kind of set up the way you are? Yeah. So that was definitely one thing where I had to, you know, change a lot or like prepare for a lot. Um, obviously I'm not taking, you know, like a, a bed or a closet, you know, like a closet wardrobe or anything. So I just like downsized like crazy, um, threw a ton of stuff out, sold a ton of stuff, um, gave a ton of stuff away. So literally you could probably fit my life in like a, a, like a, like a, probably like a big closet Hmm. and have room to spare as far as like what's left is like, you know, old, like, um, things that I want to remember from like maybe my days in high school or like Mm -hmm. pictures and, you know, a couple of shoes still left and a couple of other things. But basically, man, it's just like a a very, very like I downscaled in some extreme ways. What was the first thing when you kind of unpacked and settled in that you're like, man, I really missed that. Or like, I can't believe I didn't pack that something that like you kind of wish you could have had that you just, you know, didn't bring with you. Um, there's a, there's a few things that I would say about that. One thing is I wish, how about this? I wish I wouldn't have brought something. And the thing that I wish I wouldn't have brought is my basketball sneakers. So over here, I was expecting yeah. Yeah. No, it's very strange because, you know, I'm very adamant. Like, you know, I really enjoy playing basketball. But the thing is, is me being over here for a month now, like literally uh, my month anniversary is today, which I didn't know until uh, we started. Yeah, I said <laughs> that. But um, I've played basketball once and it was the most like horrendous and <laughs> like not like almost disrespectful to the game type of (laughs) basketball. So so I know beforehand, before you went over there, we obviously talked a lot about like if you'd be able to find, you know, basketball runs or, you know, find similarities to, you know, further your passions. I know I saw in your Snapchat the other day, whatever they had going on in that weight room you were in was a mess. So like, what is the, what is the disconnect between like, people playing basketball and like the athletic atmosphere or the gym, like health atmosphere over there? Yeah. Good question. So 
um, for people, I'll totally catch up everybody. So for the Snapchat that Julian mentioned, basically what happened uh, about a couple of days ago, it was like National Fitness Day and I'm still looking for a gym and uh, I was happening to like go walking, come walking back from grocery shopping. And so I like randomly stopped at this is like dude with an Iron Man suit. And he's like, yeah, we're having like a free National Fitness Day at the gym. Like you can go in and like work out for free. And so I'm like, all right, sure. Let's see what it's about. And it was really close to my um, place. So I figured, you know, like, I hope this works out. It was like the biggest cluster I've ever seen. I don't know (laughs) what like the culture is out there, but there was like weights all over the place. Um, You have to like literally I had to take my time out to like look at these weights, look over on the other side of the room. Oh, I want to use like a and get this twenty kilos. It's not obviously it's not pounds anymore, which I knew. But it's like there's no at least in the states when you work out, there's pounds and kilos on weights. Over there, it's just kilos. So, oh yikes! Yeah, I didn't even think about that's like I think a lot of people wouldn't think about that right away. Um, so that must have been an interesting adjustment, like being one of the first times in a weight room over there trying to put up some weights. You're like, well, this looks like the right size dumbbell, but you have no clue. Yeah, exactly. And not working out for a little bit as well. Uh, obviously, I wasn't there to just, you know, max my stuff out and hurt <laughs> myself. So I was definitely going off feel like and also doing like a little simple math, you know, mm. like I'm taking you know, a 30 kilo dumbbell is about 66, 65 pounds, mm-hmm. like two times 2.2. That is. So I, you know, that's, that's the simple math I did in my head before I lifted, but who knows, who knows <laughs> how accurate just my quick mental calculations are. And then, so after, you know, in this time frame, how did you find a basketball game? Oh, good question. So I went to the internet as most people our age would go and I found this app called Game On. And so it's going to be very helpful for people trying to like find some sort of hoop in London or different places because I know it's all over the place. Um, And so I found it and found a like a spot where they were going to go play. And so I like, you know, sign up and I guess I like you have to pay over here because it's not like there's just places where you can just go in and hoop. Um, You have to like rent space out at like like sport, like academies and stuff like Mm. that. And so I like I travel and it was a long ways of travel. I travel about an hour across London. So you take it there. Yeah. Yeah. I take the I take the underground and then I take the overground. And then I like walk for a little bit and um, yeah, it was, it was a process, but anyway, I like get there and get this. It's so crazy. Um, I like go in and I see everybody and they're waiting out in the hallway. So I'm just waiting out there, like being quiet. I wasn't sure who these people were. So I was just going to like, you know, play and stuff like that. And uh, this one guy walks up, everybody doesn't look like they play basketball. And then this one guy is about six, seven, um, black guy comes in and the first thing I notice is that he talks like me. And so the, like when we inter- like introduced each other, uh, we gave each other like the weirdest look because it's like, what, what is that? You know, what is your accent doing here? <laughs> but anyway, like we, we like, um, like all right, start playing and stuff eventually. And I ask him where he's from and 
the the craziest part because he hoops too mm-hmm. like you can tell you could just tell by the way somebody will like dribble the ball or move with the basketball that they've played for their you know played basketball or know how to play it ends up he was from literally about 10 minutes away from my hometown in southern california so this is crazy crazy just like random turn of event wow yeah that is a that is really odd especially if you're going to travel first of all you're in another country you're going to travel an hour away from where you are to find this random basketball game placed on essentially an app that you you know are paying to help rent out this space and you're unsure and then you meet somebody that was you know from within a 10 minute radius of where you were uh to be on the same court in that instance yeah super super random i mean it just seems so odd and but once again like that was probably the first um american accent i've i had heard at that point probably in two and two and a half weeks so it was definitely a very very like you know warm welcome or like you know my ears received it very well because as much as uh, as pleasurable as that was, as my perfect imitation of British people was <laughs> in that introduction, it wears down on it wears down on you if you're not used to it. Yeah, and then this the game ensued, and it just wasn't up to your standards. Oh, Julian, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's serious if I'm going to say your name before I speak, but it I don't know what it was. It was not, it was hardly basketball. It was an opportunity for me to run up and down the court. Yeah. Some people, yeah, it's just, some people just didn't know. Yeah, I guess, but, I guess it's a, a good opportunity yeah, to get some physical af- activity, but boy, I would have been pissed if I would have got an hour to, you know, see essentially, you know, you pay to rent out the space and like you go in there and it's just like, I'm assuming, you know, six to 10 other dudes, not accounting the other American dude. Um, Cause I'm assuming what you said, the American dude probably could play a little bit that these other cats were just kind of there. No, seriously. And it wasn't like they were there. They were actively affecting the game in an ignorant way. <laughs> and I know that sounds very aggressive <laughs> the way that I just said it, but it was just so shocking, you know, uh, but once again, it's like, it's, it's soccer over or football over here. So, the you know if i was expecting i'm sure somebody who's like good at football or played some serious ball here like soccer went over to the states they would be thinking the same thing i'm sure of you know like u.s pickup soccer yeah i guess that's true and that's just one of the things about kind of changing and adjusting to different cultures and you know different lifestyles and yeah (laughs) that's just a tough break into the scene where you're like obviously I've been in love with basketball for so long. And the first thing you think about is like, man, why did I bring these basketball shoes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I was just like really hoping to hoop here and there, but uh, I'm not sure it's going to be as common as I think, but there are some very good spots. Luckily, granted these, like, you know, not everybody knows basketball. So the basketball IQ isn't as like high or, you know, people don't have the skills as well. But the really cool thing is that, you know, you're, next to so many cultures and people and stuff that you're going to find some very, very athletic people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, either that's either that's very, very scary that this athletic person who doesn't know how to play basketball is near you or, you know, it makes it a little bit more interesting, you know? Yeah. So now seeing that, you know, you have to work a little bit harder to find, you know, 
bas- to play basketball or, you know, finding a gym and all that. Are there any, you know, new hobbies that you've picked up in your, you know, the time you have in between, you know, class and studying and that this kind of free time zone? Is there anything that you're trying out that you may have learned over there? You just kind of had more time to do? Um, I would say that uh, that's kind of like a huge part of what I'm doing. A lot of a lot of studying. And um, another thing, too, is just like, you know, experiencing London when I can. So when I have like, you know, free time or anything, um, you know, I'll go see a spot of London that I haven't ever seen before. Or another thing, one of my pastimes, which has been pretty popping so far, is uh, I just start asking people for restaurant recommendations. Mm. And so right now it's like, you know, I have this conquest of knocking down really good restaurants and I'm taking it uh, like a cultural food at a time. So right now I'm on Indian food. And so I have a few places I need to go through recommendations. And, uh, you know, I have like a, a West Indies food probably next and stuff like that. The one thing, though, I'm not going to rock with over here and, you know, I might get some hate is. I don't think that they have like, you know, the real Mexican food. And I feel like it would be like for me, it would be the equivalent of cheating on the real Mexican food to go over here and eat like, you know, yeah. something. Just I think that's an accurate shameful. statement. I don't think anyone's going to catch, you know, give you some hate for them not having uh, Mexican food over there. Seeing like being from Southern California, um, it just, yeah, it doesn't seem like you know, Mexican food is going to make its way over there the same way it's kind of infiltrated. I guess that's a terrible word to say. The way it's kind of spread across, like America is like a staple, as most people know, it's like American food, Mexican food, and then kind of some other subgenre. So, I mean, I I wouldn't even pick, you know, London to be a spot that had some legit Mexican joints. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I know you're a foodie and I know you like to, you know, eat interesting things or try out different places. And I'll tell you what, you'd be busy, like a very, very busy man coming here. Yeah, I I would assume it's like a cultural pot, like boiled mesh pot of just a ton of different. It's like almost, I guess, essentially the center to me. When I think of London, I think of it kind of being the center of everything. So it probably has just so like... You could probably go days, years with finding something new every day or some variation um, that's always being influenced by, you know, different cultures or starting in London and moving outwards. Yeah, absolutely. But there you go. Um, I feel like that was a little taste of, uh, you know, what my life's been so far. There's definitely a lot more flavor to it if you guys want to ask. But I'm really curious about you. How are you settling in? We talked about food. Have you found any good food up north? Um, I mean, essentially there's some just like, just more diversity, you know, more local family owned like pizza shops or, um, premier restaurants, you know, that everyone could assume going from a small town to a large town, you're going to find a lot more, um, interesting, you know, food restaurants and being in Portland, there's just, there is a lot of, you know, kind of this influx of people moving to the Northwest. So you get a lot of new restaurants. Um, and I'm just slowly trying to go about it right now. I'm on a big pizza thing and barbecue. Um, and then I'll just probably try to make my way to some sweets and then, you know, try to start finding some hole in the wall spots. Gotcha. Yeah. That's the thing that I feel like the conquest is the hole in the wall spot is the, you know, everybody wants to be that person that knows where the best, 
uh, cornbread is in the city. And it makes it even better if it's served out of like somebody's uncle's like garage. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's the interesting thing about, you know, moving up here and having a place to myself and kind of being outside of the city is like finding the motivation to go do it. Like I, I would say I'm a motivated person, but it's like, it's kind of over. I'm assuming for you, this is like 10 times fold, but like, it's just kind of overwhelming. Like for me, I look at Yelp or just like ask people for recommendations. There's everyone's going to have, you know, a handful of different recommendations. And then you have to like go home and sit down and you're like, Oh, so-and-so said, go to this place. And so-and-so said, go to this place. And you're like, I really don't even know what this food is like, like, and it's tough to sometimes go to a new restaurant, like by yourself. You don't really essentially know what to order or if, you know, maybe what they got wasn't, you know, what they that restaurant thought was their specialty. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. And then you also have to gauge, you know, what that person's palate's like who's giving you this recommendation. And it's even harder on Yelp because it's like, how do you know this, what this stranger's into and if they're into the same things you are? Uh, no, for sure. I can definitely uh, sympathize and put myself in those shoes that I've walked in a ton of times. Yeah. But besides the thing I've done on a Yelp is I've actually become a Yelp artist. I'd like to say I've been breaking down restaurants on a, a SWOT analysis. So if you aren't familiar with the SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So if someone does come across my Yelp review, they know I'm serious. Um, I haven't put down any, I haven't put down any threats yet, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting my first threat as in like, you know, this place isn't very healthy. So if you don't clean it up, you're going to get shut down pretty soon. I just put you on notice. (laughs) You're putting restaurants on notice. (laughs) Yeah. My amateur food review is going to be putting these big restaurants on notice for, you know, a napkin on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if, you know, if Julian starts running uh, basically like a mafia, people, restaurants start paying for their protection from Julian's uh, Yelp fingers. Uh, we know where it started. Yeah. Count me in. <laughs> but other than that, man, how is a, you know, how are you liking the city? What What are things that you're really enjoying? What are things that are super weird to you? And what are things in between? Um, I mean, I, I think I'm finally settling and I've been up here a little over two months now. But I mean, brief stint not to go too long. But my first two months up here, my car is broken down twice. And I put over like 1500 bucks into that piece. Uh, my apartment has a, had a bunch of little issues. Jordan was here for a little bit where my garbage disposal didn't work and my maintenance man apparently came in, flicked it on, turned it off real quick after it made some terrible sound and then just never checked it again. It didn't work. So I had been, so little issues like that I've been pressing on, um, and like just kind of getting in that groove of figuring out, you know, how long it takes with traffic. Um, is something that I just wasn't preparing. Like I don't have a whole lot, but it is still kind of annoying when it takes, you know, 55 minutes to go, you know, 12 miles or something like that. Gotcha. Now I can definitely understand all that stuff, especially, well, yeah, since I was there for the apartment thing, that's definitely the case. Uh, and traffic is obviously no bueno on anybody's, you know, there's no reason that you'd want to be in traffic. I don't think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the other thing that I've started to do once I'm up here is being out of school, you have so much more time. Like granted, I still work eight hours a day, but like on my type of sleep schedule, I have a little bit more time, I'd say than the average person. So I've been 
really kind of diving into like reading a little bit more, which I was looking forward to. Um, so when Jordan and I have our follow up on, you know, books to read, that'll be a podcast to tune into because we already had one and it went well and you should tune into the next one once we have that. Um, and, you know, I've kind of just started to find little things that I wanted to do a little bit better um, while I was in school. And now I have the, the time to kind of work on those things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like that's such the biggest pleasure of, you know, being out of school and working is that you have this free time and you're not consumed with homework or projects or things that you have to do that, you know, are taking up your time outside of you being in class. Um, uh, that's definitely something that people will come to a, at a premium. And now that we kind of like flipped scripts yeah. and now that when that I'm going to school and you're the one working, it'll be a very interesting couple podcasts, you know, I'll be super stressed at some points. And <laughs> yeah, it'll be, uh, you know. it'll be interesting to see how things go. But I mean, generally that's a, a good overview, I think for the people of, you know, what we've been up to and how things are changing. Um, we'll probably just, eventually dive deep into, you know, maybe some different culture things of where Jordan and I are at, or just some, you know, some just differences in between different countries or what people ask that are, you know, make things, you know, a little bit more interesting between America and London or, you know, where like a bigger metropolitan area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you guys have any questions, um, don't be strangers. We got the the off the top email at gmail.com. Uh, we also can see your comments that you leave down below. Um, and, you know, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's been fun to like catch up and, you know, say a few things that, you know, catch Julian up on a few things that he hasn't heard and vice versa. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. Like I said, like we always say, we're, you know, the fastest archaeologists around, maybe the fastest archaeologists in two separate places at once internationally <laughs> yeah yes. so uh, globally so come at us we're on uh, 12 platforms you can find us and follow us there um and yeah we really appreciate the support and we look forward to you know moving on with you know more episodes another year and everything in between yeah peace homies thanks for listening <laughs>